Welcome to the Journey to Manifesting podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and creative entrepreneur. I live in Las Vegas with my husband and four children. As an emotional empowerment expert, I am truly devoted to helping you create the life of your wildest dreams through the power of mindset, meaning, and manifestation. Are you ready? Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 124 of the podcast, The Journey to Manifesting Podcast. It is so great to be here with you today. I'm always so grateful to be able to spend this time with you and to share with you whatever's on my heart, whatever's going on in the world, and whatever I feel is important to help you on your own manifesting journey, whatever it is that you're in the process of creating. I'll give you a few updates before I dive into today's topic and today's theme. The first update is that I signed, well, I actually haven't signed the contract yet. It's in the mail, (laughs) but I am working with my new publisher for my next book, which will be coming out in 2022. I can't give you too many details, but let me just say it's a self-help book and one that I am so passionate about getting written. (laughs) This is really a much bigger project than I could have anticipated but I am just so grateful to have partnered with the right publisher at the right time to get this message out there to the world. So I'll share more details as soon as I can. Second thing that has been going on for me lately is the manifesting challenge has been tremendously successful and I am in the process right now of creating a meditation journey. So I have been recording meditation after meditation after meditation that I know you will love. So if you really want to be part of that, make sure you pay close attention to my social media over the next week or so because I'll be releasing all of the details. And I do believe that you are the first to know about this because I haven't released it on any social media platforms yet or to my email list. And the third and incredibly exciting thing that has been going on for me lately is that I started an Etsy store. I had no idea that I would do this. It's always been on the back of my mind, in the back of my mind to create jewelry because I have loved creating bracelets and necklaces and earrings ever since I was a little kid. Uh, It started out with me creating Sarah's seed beads when I was about eight years old and I would uh, dye these beads and then thread them onto a piece of string and sell them in my dad's gallery. And um, during the pandemic, I've been you know, probably like a lot of parents out there struggling to find creative activities for my kids. And my kids are different ages, 18, 14, 5, and 3. And it's especially tough on my 14-year-old, and she is such a creative soul. And so I said to her, hey, you want to start a business? And so we created a brand called Sprout and Rose. Sprout, because my name's Sarah Prout, Sprout. I've used that in a whole bunch of different stuff and Rose, which is Olivia's middle name. And so we have partnered to create these beautiful crystal bracelets that are designed to hold specific intentional frequencies to help support your manifestations. So for instance, I have an aventurine bracelet that helps to manifest uh, 
abundance and prosperity. And there's also a Kunzite break bracelet for self-love and manifesting confidence and heart chakra energy. And these, these crystal beads, I've sourced them from very ethical sources. And then I meditate with them before we create out of the this batch of beads. And it's such a powerful process to sit there stringing the beads with my daughter. And the thing is, on Etsy, we have sold so many bracelets. I didn't anticipate it. I can't keep up with the demand. So if you are curious to see what I'm talking about, please visit my Etsy store. The short link is sproutandrose.com or you can go to etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash sprout and rose design. So I would love to see uh, if there's anything there that guides you to pick up because these these intentional pieces hold a specific frequency and it can really support you to manifest whatever it is. And I'm adding new pieces daily. So let me know if I can create anything specific for you as well, if that interests you. This is like a little side hustle that I got going on right now and I'm absolutely loving it. Okay. So today's topic is all about your legacy and what you leave behind. So this is a little bit of a an intense topic, but it's important to discuss. And I have spoken about this before. I believe it was in episode 106. uh, What was the title? It was, just give me a second. (laughs) It was Life is Short, So Follow Your Dreams and Live with Intention. And I really started to think about this concept probably this time last year when my mum's best friend died suddenly in a tragic accident and she was only 50 years old. But what I loved about her is that she really lived her life with passion and with purpose and with this beautiful essence of creative energy. So she really had a signature energy pattern that was all about fun and vibrancy and creativity. And so today I wanted to revisit that topic because I had a client of mine um, completely serendipitously, which is a very difficult word to say, serendipitously, uh, she reached out to me saying that she currently lives in the place where I grew up. And she knows where I grew up because I quite often talk about uh, when I was a teenager and I lived in Fitzroy in Melbourne, Australia. And she reached out to me and told me she lives on Rose Street, which is where they have a market. And I asked her if she knew of this guy that I knew many years ago. His name was Grant McCracken. And sadly, she she told me that Grant had passed away in January this year, and I had no idea. So for those of you out there that have ever been to Brunswick Street in Fitzroy in Australia, and you remember this very tall gentleman uh, who used to wear all leather. He had sometimes he was wearing a kilt over his shoulder, or he was wearing an actual kilt, and he was a poet. And he was only fifty-eight years old when he passed away. This is what I um, am really sad about because I feel like he was taken before his time, or maybe he was taken at the perfect time. I don't know. Um, who knows, right? But it's. It's often a very sobering reminder when somebody that you know passes away and it's a remem- it's a reminder that what we leave behind is what will be um, there for our children, for our friends, for the memory of who we are and the impact that we've had on the world while we've been here. 
And um, I think this is a very important question to ask yourself on a regular basis. What are you doing now that will live on longer than the time that you will spend here on earth? And this is why I'm so passionate about teaching people about manifestation because it's all about creative energy and how you can show up in the world to create these legacy pieces, whether you're an artist and you're painting canvases or you're a writer and you've written a book or you wrote a book of poetry or whatever it is, it's so important that you think about the feelings that you leave people with, the connections, the relationships that you have and how those stories of life experiences are then passed down from generation to generation to generation. and. Um, it's a really powerful reminder that I don't think a lot of people stop and ask themselves what they're going to leave when they're behind. Now, this is just my assumption. I just want to say this straight up is that you don't necessarily have to leave anything behind. There is no rules to say that you need to leave a legacy or even be a memory in somebody's heart. But it's nice because this is how the lifeblood of, of humanity is communicated through the generations that um, you know, people from generations ago passed down stories and knowledge and wisdom, and this is how we get to where we are today. And sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes that's a, a painful thing because there have been many mistakes that have happened in the past. And there have also been many blessings that have unfolded in the past as well. And it's us as human beings that carry these at where, where the vessels for that narrative pass down from generation to generation to generation. And sometimes we can be that beautiful point to pivot from to create a new narrative, a new set of rules, a new set of beliefs, a new set of perceptions and, and uh, a willingness to see beyond our blind spots and our biases to pass that on to our children, which is why this period in time when there are people protesting for Black Lives Matter and for, um, you know, just human rights in general, trans lives, LGBTQ lives, and equality and fairness in the workplace and all of the, the reasons why somebody stands up against something and says, hey, this needs to change. This is the point where human beings that are alive right now have this beautiful opportunity to pivot the narrative so that our children and their children's children have a different perspective of the world. And so this legacy piece, this responsibility that we have right now to pass on our wisdom to others in our lives, to share beautiful moments and memories that make now very special. So getting back to Grant McCracken, Grant Alexander McCracken, he was a character. Oh my goodness, he was a character. I um, Many years ago, about 21 years ago, I was working in an art gallery and I've spoken about this art gallery before. Um, and he would come in and visit me on a Sunday and we would just chat. And I was always a little bit cautious of him because he was quite a rambunctious character that was always walking around carrying an open bottle of beer. And he was so lively and so eccentric. And he was a, a character that was known in the local neighborhood. Uh, as I mentioned, the name of the suburb is Fitzroy, and he's affectionately referred to as Fitzroyalty. Um, and he would 
recite poems and he would also create artwork, beautiful black and white canvases. He was colorblind. So he used to work in just black ink or black paint and white paint and gray paint. (laughs) Uh, But he was also a very outspoken political activist um, for Indigenous communities in Australia as well. And he was such a unique individual. There will never be another Grant McCracken on the face of the planet ever again. (laughs) I can guarantee that. Um, But so I was 19 years old when I met him and, you know, we just became friends and I'd be out of the pub with my friends and Grant would walk in and we'd connect and talk. And um, he was just such a unique and interesting human being. So the night that I had my first art exhibition, when I was 19, I had a solo art exhibition and had, I think there were at least 30 or 40 paintings. And most of the exhibitions sold before opening night, which was awesome. And all of the titles of my paintings had very interesting um, titles. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> um, and Grant decided to take my catalogue for the exhibition and turn all of the titles of my paintings into a poem. And so he took the the different titles and the title of the exhibition was called Dream of the Chrysalis. And even back then I was really keen on exhibiting uh, the, the process of transformation and how we have this beautiful opportunity to grow and change and morph and ultimately emerge out of our cocoons as butterflies. Uh, and so Grant created this beautiful poem for me and I was just I probably wasn't old enough to appreciate it. I thought he was kind of hijacking the center of attention because the media were there and I was you know, dressed up in my best party dress and there were at least 50 or 60 guests there that were all there to view my paintings. And, uh, you know, Grant was the life of the party and that was that was fantastic. That's one of my memories now of, of when he was there. And then he became friends with our family and he'd come in and out of our house and just to play the piano if he wanted to or catch up with my parents. <laughs> we seemed to have this door that was always open to just people would come in off the street and there was always somebody there to chat with and, and have a moment of connection. And this is what I want to remind you of, is that when you connect with other human beings, even if you're not super close. You know, I wasn't super close with this guy. <laughs> I was just, he was a, a fixture in my life. He was an eccentric character that we used to, you know, jokingly uh, and affectionately refer to as, you know, the the poet. <laughs> so who are characters in your life that you will treasure? Who are people that are in the landscape of your childhood or your early adulthood that helped to frame who you are today? And are those people still around? Because one day they won't be there. And like I discovered this morning, I've always just thought in my mind's eye that this guy would be on that street corner guiding people towards the market and reading poems and that he would be an eternal fixture forever and ever. But that's not the case because he was only 58 at the time he passed away in January this year. And so we never know as human beings when our time's up. We never know. Nobody nobody escapes their final date, their final destination, but it's how we live our lives that determines how meaningful and fulfilling it is. And so ask yourself, what are you going to leave behind? What is your legacy? What are the rich relationships and characters that you're connecting with throughout your whole entire lifetime? That means that you've shared your heart, you've had powerful and 
and meaningful conversations with people. This is what it's all about. It's not hiding behind a screen. And I, I know we're in a pandemic right now, so it is difficult to catch up with people in ways that we used to. But what is so important, especially as the world begins to emerge back into a state of normality, is that you ask yourself how you can connect with human beings. Even if they're not going to be your best friend or they're not even going to be regular acquaintances, how can you connect with somebody on a human level and not ignore them? And there are so many different studies out there that show that one of the most dehumanizing things we do when we are um, around homeless people, for example, is that we don't maintain eye contact. When you can smile and share eye contact with somebody, we remember that we're human and that it's so important to, to do that, to not feel like you're better than anybody else, to really level the playing field and be there with somebody else. Even if it's um, something so fleeting like the, the person at the checkout when you're getting your groceries, ask them a question, ask them how their day is going, connect, ask and inquire, get genuinely curious how you can show up for somebody else. Because sometimes if you just ask somebody how they're feeling and they tell you, that can make their day. So this is where it doesn't matter how small the gesture is. It's an act of kindness. And you probably have experienced that during your lifetime too, that somebody has asked you how your day is going if you need that emotional support. And then, and this is where the magic of manifestation is activated, when you reach out to other people, rather than just staying in the safety of your own cocoon, <laughs> your own safe little chrysalis, when you connect with other people, it opens up the possibility for synchronicities to happen, for opportunities to present themselves to you, for miracles to unfold. But you can't do that if you just stay stuck and not connect with other human beings. Okay, so one really important thing to remember is that your beliefs are a legacy. So that is what you leave behind, the beliefs that you cement in the consciousness of the people around you. And that's why I'm a very passionate advocate of Black Lives Matter and how I can best support that because my community, you guys, you beautiful listeners from all over the world, we have a very diverse community of people from all different races, all different religions, different faiths, different genders, different sexualities. And this is the beauty of the fabric of life when we can step forward and create change together. I shared on Instagram a few days ago that there is some, there are some incredible resources out there. I made this quote saying, educate yourself about anti-racism, read, watch, listen, learn, unlearn, which is really important, and examine your unconscious biases. So there's this fantastic resource called Anti-Racism for Beginners, and it's a Google document that you can have access to that has all of the different places that you can begin your journey of education and understanding anti-racism, um, especially if you're saying things like, well, I'm afraid that I don't know enough. I'm afraid that I might say the wrong thing. And that's how I felt in the past. And I don't know what steps to take or how to take action. And so it gives you an incredible list of articles and books and podcast resources and TED Talks and so many different perspectives to understand, to take it all in 
and then make sure that you are standing up and being the change. And this is what we really need right now. Um, and this is how it's it's woven into that legacy piece as well. What are the beliefs and the perceptions and the biases that we are handing down to our children? So we have a responsibility to lead with love and lead with curiosity. Lead with curiosity. Always check yourself. Am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? What are the unintended consequences of this action or what I'm saying right now. And that when you check yourself, when you really lean in with that curiosity, then things are a little bit more harmonious. <laughs> so in summary, I really hope that this episode was helpful for you today and that if anything, you take away from this that it's an important time to think about the ripple effect that you're making in the world right now because there will come a time where you're not on this planet anymore where you've shuffled off this mortal coil like we all have and, well, we all will. <laughs> we haven't yet or we may have. Who knows how reincarnation works. But we will all face the reality at some stage that a legacy is a very important thing to leave behind. And without it being morbid, with it being a celebration of life, with it being a an honor to carry the wisdom and the knowledge that you have and especially the creativity. So if you are a creative person, be more creative, write, paint, draw, cook, whatever it is that you do that is creative, do more of that. <laughs> so I'm sending you so much love and thank you so much for being here. And until next time, enjoy your journey to manifesting. Thank you so much for being here for yet another episode of Journey to Manifesting. If you would be so kind as to share this show with your friends, with your family, your loved ones, and please rate and review on the podcasting platform you are currently listening to. All right, lots of love. And until next time, enjoy your journey to manifesting. <laughs>